0: Don't get me wrong. I've said this once and I'll say it a thousand times. I'm not here to blame you. I'm here to help you understand what your part in this whole issue is. And the reason why I'm very focused on what your part is, is because if you want change, we got to be a part of the change. We can't just blame everything on him. Although there are times that we want to. (laughs) Hey, my name is Veronica Cisneros and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other. Where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household, setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together, without keeping score or judging one another. Where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree. Where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding. Where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I had always thought that me correcting Willie or me giving him advice or me giving my input was something helpful. I thought that by me letting him know, hey, you're doing this wrong, or this is the way I do it. I don't know. I just thought that like, I don't know. I mean, I'm saying it out loud and it's like, dude, that's just harsh. But like, I really thought that that was going to help him so that the next time this happened or the next time this issue occurred, like he had it on lock. I was good with constructive criticism. Why wasn't he? And what I didn't realize was for the longest time, what he heard me saying was, you're not good enough. This is another area. You're not good enough. I might as well have been telling him, Hey, you know what? You suck as a husband. Mind you, that wasn't, that wasn't my intention. However, that's how it was perceived. And so today's episode, I'm going to be answering a good amount of your questions. You guys have flooded me with questions and it's time that I start to answer them. And I was going to go ahead and record a quick episode on one question and just take it from there. But I thought, you know what, why not go ahead and do this Q&A just to give you a better idea of what's going on. And then I'll break it down later because I mean, hello, you guys are asking the same thing over and over. So why not give you guys immediate results? For those of you guys that don't know me, hey, my name is Veronica Cisneros. And if you haven't been on my new website yet, I highly recommend you jump on. Go to VeronicaCisneros.org. Our website, ladies, got a facelift. All right, so let's get to it. Here is your first question. How can we talk without blowing up? Holy moly. All right, so let me break it down for you really quickly. Any time that we start an argument or start a discussion and it started harshly, Research studies shows that it has a 96% chance that that conversation is going to go south very, very quickly. So to answer your question, how can we talk without blowing up? I highly recommend that you pay attention to where you're at emotionally. If your emotions are high, guess what? That conversation goes nowhere. If you're cool as a cucumber, let's go ahead and have a conversation. But be mindful of where your emotions go. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I get the minute minute you say something. And it's something that means a whole hell of a lot to you. You want your partner to validate it. You want to feel heard. You want to feel understood. You want to feel supported. And the minute he comes up with the rebuttal. The minute he has the nerve to go ahead and question you. Oh hell yeah. Gloves are on. But that's the problem. That is essentially the problem. We end up blowing up. And it's not because. Well it's his fault. He made me blow up. Bullshit. It's yours. You have the ability to self regulate. The problem is. You don't. And so because you have not self regulated. Veronica what the hell does self regulate mean? So glad you asked. Because you have not. Learned how to take full control of your emotions. This is why you're blowing up. But you're blowing up on the wrong person. You're blowing up on your husband. Your best friend. Your ride or die. The love of your life. Be careful on how you allow your emotions to take over the conversation. That's the tip that I would give this person. Next question, how can we agree on parenting styles? Okay, so this one I get a whole hell of a lot, and I'm so glad that this person asked this question. So how can we agree on parenting styles? Well, the truth is you guys have both grown up with different parenting styles. And because of that, yeah, you're going to think your way is better than his. But here's where I... Here's where I want you to be on the side of caution. Just because you're doing the opposite of what your parents did with you does not mean that it's better. I recorded a podcast. It's called The Five Common Mistakes Couples Make When Parenting. I highly recommend that you listen to that podcast episode because I go way deeper. But one thing I will I will definitely give you a tip on, or, or give you adv- advise you on. Oh my gosh, I couldn't get that out. One thing I will say right now is I want you to ask yourself, what did I learn from my parents about parenting? What are my non-negotiables? What did I learn about the role of a mom? What did I learn about the role of a dad? And. I want you to ask your husband that same question, babe, what did you learn about the role of a father in your household? Like what was taught to you? And then what did you learn about the role of a mom? I don't care how long you've been married for. I don't care how long you've been in this relationship. You are going to be surprised. Here's why. Because you're starting up a conversation that you guys have never had before. This is without judgment. This is without criticism. It's not to go ahead and throw your mother-in-law under the bus, even though I know you want to. It's not so you can judge your husband and say, that's wrong. Your dad really screwed you up. Pierce, why? I could totally hear you saying that, by the way. No, that's not what this is for. That's not what this conversation is about. If you want to learn how to agree on a parenting style, then find out what this looks like for the both of you. And then also identify what are your non-negotiables and what are your areas of flexibility. That is huge. You can get more tips by going to veronicastisneros.org forward slash episode 138. All right, let's go to your next question. How can I show him that his parenting style is doing damage? Ooh, this one's a little tricky. Because what you're essentially saying is, this is why you suck as a father. And I'm going to tell you right now, your husband cannot father or be a parent unless he has your support. Hear me when I say that. Your husband cannot show up as a father and parent unless he has your support. Here's the first question I would ask him. Babe. Do you feel like I support you as a father? And if he looks at you and automatically without skipping a beat says, no, I do not want you to replay the tapes on how you, you supported him. I don't want you to show him pictures. I don't want you to show him text messages. This isn't a fight, ladies. It's not a fight. Instead, I want you to develop a better understanding of how he wants to be supported Here's why. If his parenting style is doing damage to your children, going in with criticism is going to be met with defensiveness. Hear me again for the people in the chief seats. Starting a conversation with criticism is only going to be met with defensiveness, possibly stonewalling. The conversation is going to go nowhere. Instead, I want you to understand what his reasons are for parenting the way he parents. I know for the longest time, like, this was a big argument for Willie and I. Matter of fact, this one was big recently, um, and it was, Willie had said to me, Veronica, if I'm disciplining our kid, don't undermine me. And if you have a problem with it, or an issue comes up, or if you don't agree with it, then let's go ahead and talk about it after the fact, not while I'm disciplining our child. And right away, I'm like, well, first off, homeboy. I'm a therapist. So I know, I know all of the tools, all of the tricks to go out and parent. Right. <laughs> That's a crock of shit. I'm just going to be a thousand percent honest. It's not that me being a therapist isn't great. It is great. However, I can't be a therapist to my children. I can't. And maybe just maybe I might learn something from him. And when he and I had a conversation about his parenting style and his ways of disciplining, what I realized was, and don't tell him that I said this, but I, what I realized was that I was wrong. And he had a point, And it was a valid one. And it was something that I could learn from. And unless your husband is like literally abusing your kid's that's that's not what I'm referring to here. That's something totally different. Yeah, we need to call CPS or we need we need to figure something out. We need to figure something out right away to protect the kids. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not I'm not covering somebody who is you know deceitful and has malintent for his children. That's what not what I'm covering. I am talking about if your husband disciplines his kids, your kids, and you guys are not on the same pay, page. Well, have a discussion about it and be open, be open. Just because he raises his voice doesn't mean he stops loving them. Just because he grounds them or tells them no doesn't mean that he's a bad father. Again, if you want to go ahead and be on the same page, then we need to open up about conversations. And again, I'm going to refer back to the common mistakes, the five common mistakes couples make when parenting. Again, these, all of these um, links will be in our show notes. The next question, how can I effectively ask for something once and get no kickback? Ooh, this one's a really good question. So the truth of the matter is you might have to ask more than once. But that's only in the beginning. Let me go ahead and explain why. I want you to look at you and your partner's relationship as this pattern. What has been your pattern? And I want you to be a thousand percent honest. I ain't going to judge you. I want you to be honest. What has been your pattern? You ask for something. He gives you kickback. Why? Why does he give you kickback? What is it about your tone? What is it about your behavior? What is it about your demeanor? What is it about your approach? Don't get me wrong. I've said this once and I'll say it a thousand times. I'm not here to blame you. I'm here to help you understand what your part in this whole issue is. And the reason why I'm very focused on what your part is, is because if you want change, we got to be a part of the change. We can't just blame everything on him. Although there are times that we want to. And so I want you to ask yourself, How am I asking? What is my request? And then when I do ask him, do I end up doing the task myself? Because if I end up doing the task myself, then guess what? Homegirl, not only are you going to get kicked back, but you're not setting the boundary. And you're basically teaching your husband, I'm going to ask you and then I'm going to do it. So don't even worry about doing it just for shits and giggles, entertain me while I ask you, even though we both know I'm going to do it. It doesn't work. Another thing I would say here is let's talk about the kickback. You know, uh, what I would, uh, how I would approach this is I would definitely ask Willie, Hey babe, you know, I, I just noticed something about you know the way that you and I communicate, or something that kind of triggers an argument, and he might go, oh, "Shit, what is she going to bring up?" Right? He, he might have that, and and that's valid. But I I might ask him. Well, I would ask him, babe. I've noticed whenever I ask a question, I met with kickback. And I'm not necessarily sure what this is. Notice how I did not say, hey, anytime I ask or ask to do something, you always meet with me with kickback. What's up with that? I'm not saying that. So it's not coming across as accusatory. It's not coming across as criticism. Instead, help me understand. And Willie will tell me, well, part of the reason is your tone. You know, whenever you ask me for something, yeah, you It feels like you're being disrespectful or just, it just doesn't feel right. And the minute he starts to say that, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Now I have a better understanding of what this is. And then we're able to create a shift. But again, I want you guys to open up that conversation. And if you're struggling with opening up that conversation, get ready because I'm going to be hosting a retreat soon. I'm going to teach you all about that. Was it a shameless plug? Absolutely. but. Girl, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. And if I know we're going to be covering these topics, then why not let you know now? All right. Let's go to the next question. How can we go back to being non-toxic? Oh, I love this question. I love this question. So here I would ask this person. How does being toxic, how does it suit you? And right away I would be met with, well, it doesn't. I hate it. I don't like that we're constantly in this perpetual pattern where we constantly argue over and over. I don't like that we're toxic. I don't like that the relationship conversation goes nowhere. I I definitely don't like what it does to our kids. I hate what it does to our kids. But the truth is, That toxicity, it is benefiting you. Let's break that down. How is it benefiting you? Veronica, it's not benefiting me. I want to get rid of it. No, 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 girlfriend. No, it is benefiting you. That's why you still use it. Let me give you an example. I once had a client come in and she was a therapist. And she's like, Veronica, I want you to help me get rid of my anxiety. I'm a therapist, you're a therapist. Like help me get rid of this. And I was like, well, if I was to take this anxiety away from you, girl, you would fight me tooth and nail. Like literally you would braid your hair and fight me. <laughs> and she was like, "No, you're crazy. I don't want it anymore." And I had met I had replied with, "I get you don't want it, but how has it served you?" In what ways have those random thoughts of the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, or the what's going to happen next. How do they protect you? How do they serve you? Imagine this wall in between us, right? And I want you to do this if you feel like you're in a toxic relationship. I want you to imagine this wall in between the two of you. What is What purpose does that wall serve? How has it protected you both? How has it given you some sense of control? How has it comforted you? How has it given you some answers? How has it helped you with that feeling of uncertainty? How has that avoidance helped you? Again, that wall, that toxic, that toxicity serves a purpose. Identifying what it serves what purpose it serves for you personally. Eventually, you won't need that anymore. Eventually, you will remove that wall of toxicity away. And you will both meet in the middle. And you'll both join hands, join together, whatever. But you will both connect. Because you will have both worked on it and understood it. So I would definitely write down, you know, this toxic relationship. What is it about our relationship that's toxic? Communication, lack of communication, lack of friendship, lack of trust, lack of understanding, lack of support, lack of initiative, lack of love, lack of sex, lack of intimacy, lack of flirting. Like, what does this look like? Write it down. Like literally write it down. And then I want you to write down, how does this serve you? The lack of intimacy, how does it serve you? Well, I don't have to be vulnerable with him. I don't have to feel uncomfortable. As long as I stay toxic, I can feel like I'm in control and he can't hurt me emotionally. I won't feel rejected and alone. Do you see where I'm going with this? That's where I want you to go. Um, another thing I'm going to give you is a podcast episode that I recorded, recorded. It's called the five common mistakes couples make when they argue. You can listen to that podcast recording by going to Veronica Cisneros.org forward slash episode 137. Again, that's Veronica Cisneros.org forward
1: slash episode 137. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time you've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. All right, let's go to your next
0: question. How can I work through my stockpile of resentment and be done with it? Ooh, I love this question. Well, first off, let's identify where that resentment came from. And a question I like to ask is, when did you lose your best friend? When did you lose your best friend? I follow that question with, when did you stop being his best friend? And I want you to be really honest about that. When did you stop being his best friend? When did you start keeping score? A lot of us don't realize that resentment, it doesn't happen overnight. It builds and builds. Resentment is the silent killer of relationships. Like literally, resentment is the silent killer of relationships. And so I want you to identify how often do you find yourself keeping score? And what are you keeping score over? Is it the things that you do in the house? It's how much you work on the relationship? Is Does it have anything to do with um, maybe the the get-togethers, the family vacations, the holidays, the celebrations? What are you keeping score about? That's where I want you to go. So your question again is how can I work through my stockpile of resentment and be done with it? Well, we got to look at it. What are you, what are you keeping score on? And then next, why? Why have you been keeping score? What have you been feeling lately? Do you feel connected? Do you feel disconnected? Do you feel like your partner is for you or do you feel like your partner is against you? And then what is keeping you from recommitting to each other, working on the relationship together? That's, that's where I want you to go. So I want you to start understanding what this is, what this is, and how you can go about creating change for yourself. A really good podcast that I recorded, it's called Keeping Score, How to Work Through Resentment. You can access that podcast episode by going to veronicasisnerosorg forward slash episode 111. Again, that's veronicasisnerosorg forward slash episode 111. So here are some concerns. This one gave me a whole breakdown of what their concerns are. Yelling, not understanding each other, and saying hurtful things. So, the biggest thing, the reason why we go into defensiveness is because we feel attacked. And we feel attacked because we don't feel like our partner is listening to us. We don't feel like we are understood. And so, we might yell. Our emotions might get the best of us, and we end up saying hurtful things. And it's not our intent. Like, It feels like we're under this spell. Like, literally, it feels like we're under this spell and we're saying all of these things that are so hurtful. And we would never, ever say, we would never say if we were like sane for the moment. But we do. We say these very, very hurtful things. And we say it because, let's be honest, we're hurting, we're struggling. And we want to get rid of this emotion. I want to get rid of this emotion right now. And I want to get rid of this emotion right now. So I'm going to say something so that you can feel my pain. I've been guilty of this myself. I've totally been guilty of of this myself where I wanted Willie to feel my pain. And... I didn't understand why I was doing it. And part of the reason why I was doing it is because I was so overwhelmed with emotions. I just wanted to get rid of it. And in that moment, I didn't want to listen to understand. And I was so amped up that what I needed to say, I needed to say in that moment. And if not, I was just going to lose it. And so, yeah, you bet your ass I'm going to say all of these hurtful things. I'm going to say whatever I need to say. And I'm going to make sure you listen to it right now. Because what I'm experiencing, you need to experience. Because it's unfair. It's unfair. Uh Uh-huh. There's all that resentment. There's all that resentment. That's what resentment is. Feeling as if this is unfair. So I recorded a podcast episode for this one as well. It's called How to Have Arguments Without Hurting One Another. You can listen to that podcast by going to org forward slash episode 109. Okay, here's another question. Frequently arguing with no change after point point after points made seems to be the same argument, unequal caring of load and responsibilities from finances, work, home, family life. Ooh. Oh, gosh, where do I start? Where do I start? So for this one, um, let's talk about resentment first of all, but next the arguing is happening because nobody is feeling supported. Nobody's feeling understood. Nobody's feeling seen. This is lack of communication skills. This isn't something that like just is healed overnight. It's not. You guys lack communication skills. And because you lack communication skills, you guys are now positioning each other as an enemy. And you guys will continue to position each other as an as enemy until... You learn new healthy coping skills. And again, it is very important you hold yourself accountable as to why you're frequently arguing and there's no change. One of the primary reasons why we argue so much is because we're arguing over what's called a perpetual problem. It's a problem that's never going to be solved. I know, God, that hurts. I hate saying it. 69% of couples' problems are perpetual problems. They will never be healed. And they won't be healed because they expose a insecurity, they trigger us, there's past pains, there's all of these things that create this perpetual problem. I recorded an episode called How to Stop Arguing So Much, Tips from a Marriage Therapist. You guys can access that podcast by going to veronicasisneros.org forward slash episode 151. But let me go ahead and give you a tip really quick. I want you to identify if this is an argument you have over and over and there's no change. I want you to tap into your partner's world. Veronica, are you freaking kidding me? I just told you you were arguing. Yeah, no, I get it. I get you're arguing. But what are you essentially arguing about? What are you arguing about? And why is this so important to you? And what do you need? What do you need right now? What do you need from your partner? What do you need your partner to understand? What is your ideal goal or dream about this issue? Do you see how I'm answering? I'm asking you all these questions. This is the conversation I want you and your partner to have over perpetual arguments. But you're not having, you're not having this, this type of discussion. And the primary reason why you're not having this discussion is because your emotions are getting the best of you. And it feels unequal, but the truth is you guys are both carrying the load. It just looks different. Take out criticism, take out judgment, listen to understand, listen to understand. I know for Willie and I, the minute we started listening to understand the minute We developed this kind of like, um, I don't want to call it like a sign or a hand gesture. The minute we became comfortable with being vulnerable, that's when our relationship changed. I had to do it for myself. He had to do it for himself. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be quite, I'm going to be really, really honest with you. I didn't want to, I wanted his ass to be vulnerable first. It's only fair. He needs to be vulnerable first. Why do I got to do it? Why is this something else I got to do? But everything changed when I let down that wall and I started to be vulnerable, open and honest with what I was experiencing, open and honest about what I was feeling. Things started to change. He was no longer the enemy. He was my husband. And I stopped treating him like the enemy. I see it every day with the couples that I work with they position their partner as the enemy but we're not doing that anymore we're not doing that anymore we need to do something different instead of positioning your partner as an enemy understand he's your best friend right she's your best friend right you guys want to be together for the rest of your lives well then Act like it. Act like it. There is no way in hell I could ever replace Willie. I can't. I can't replace Willie. And I know I can't. Here's why. Nobody. Nobody is him. And don't get me wrong. There's things about my husband that, oh my god, girl. I want to shake the shit out of him sometimes. And I'm sure he probably feels the same way about me. But that man... Damn, he's sexy as shit. I'm looking at his picture right now and he's carrying all three of our girls. Of course, this is when they were younger. I'm not saying he can't do it now, but just like when in the heat of an argument, I forget how much he means to me. I forget how much he means to the kids. I allow my ego to get the best of me. I forget how much I want him in my life. And I forget all of that because emotions are so unbearable. They're so overwhelming. I just want to get rid of them. I just want to get rid of them. So, to answer your question, remember your partner is going to be with you for the rest of your life. That's what we want. And if that's what we want, then it's very important we build on the relationship. All right, ladies, I got to get home to get to my sexy husband because I've I've been on here for a minute, but I want you to start thinking differently. I want you to challenge those feelings. They're, They're there. They're valid, but challenge the thoughts that are associated with them. Challenge the stories you create in your head. I'm not the only one guilty of this. I know you are too. And I know you are because guess what? I see couples like you every single day. All right, ladies, this was great. I'm going to be giving you all of the information for the retreat that's coming up in May. It's coming up. It's coming up. Veronica, what happened? I thought we were having it in February. Well, mama had some homework to do. So we moved the retreat to May, the week before The week before Mother's Day. So this is going to be an amazing, an amazing, amazing experience for all of you. And I'm going to tell you all about it, but you got to join my wait list. For those of you guys that want to go ahead and join the wait list, Veronica, give it to me now. All right. I gotcha. I gotcha. To go ahead and join the wait list. I want you to go to, where do I want you to go? Where do I want you to go? You know what? Boom. I'm gonna give you direct. I'm gonna give it to you directly. Um, I want you to email booking at empowered and unapologetic dot com. Booking at empowered and unapologetic.com. Put on the subject line, retreat, and then in the in the email itself, say I'm in, exclamation point. We're collecting all of your emails and we'll go ahead and provide you with information about the retreat as it comes. So, again, if you want to be a part of this retreat and get more information, email booking at empowered and unapologetic.com, subject line retreat, and then in the email, say, I'm in. That's it. Push, send, done deal. And, oh, my God, we're finally going to meet. This is a couple's retreat. I'm going to give you way more information as it comes. But I'm going to tell you right now, it is so good. It's so good. All right, I got to get home to my husband and my kids. Bye for now. Let's be honest. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success, but it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.VeronicaCisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends.
2: I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.
3: Hey there, this is Casey McGuire-Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out.
4: It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. Drinking 24 7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered podcast. New
2: episodes every Friday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today.